0: The Team Performance Podcast with Spencer Horn and Christian Napier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Team Performance Winning Ways for Uncertain Times podcast. I'm Christian Napier, and I am joined today by the man in the very dapper blazer, the brains behind this operation, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how are you? I am
1: great, Christian. Good to be with you. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well. It's a Friday and I am on my very last thing for this week, except for one other thing that I've got a little bit later on this afternoon. So I'm just about done for the week. Very excited to have a relaxing weekend if I can. How about you?
1: Well, yeah, but I want to hear about this relaxing thing. What are you going to do?
0: Probably nothing except for maybe edit a couple of podcasts.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, do you so, you I have grand I,
0: plans. Do you have grand plans for the weekend, Spencer?
1: Well, I have, I have at least one thing that I have to do at 8 a.m., and that is give a keynote to a, an, another group in Pakistan. So, it's their evening meeting, and so I get to uh, be their keynote speaker for 90 minutes.
0: Wow. Can you give us a little bit of detail on the subject matter?
1: well yeah it's it's the it, the subject matter is called put on your mask and cape own the new normal it's it's really how to to be uh, confident how to how to show up how to how to deal with some of the challenges that are happening in in the in the world today as a matter of fact kind of what we're going to we're going to talk about some of those principles today you know it's, this is not the the keynote, but so many people are are hurting and frustrated. I talk to people all over the world in Europe and in Africa and in South America and in India and Pakistan. And I hear the same things over and over again. People are uh, frustrated. They're anxious. They're upset. And their happiness is is at an all-time low. And, you know, you and I were talking about this, was the last week? and just this, this report that came out, why don't you share that, or you, that, uh, that research that came out of the University of Chicago.
0: Yeah. So the report, a very, very interesting report that was uh, done. It's a, it's a very, very longitudinal, very long uh, study of people and their happiness that uh, is, or has been undertaken by the University of Chicago. And to sum it up, the results indicate that people are as unhappy as they have ever been in the history of the survey, which is now spanning 50 years. And Spencer, I know you've got a bit more detail about that survey and also some things that we can do to maybe impact for the better, increase our own uh, personal happiness. And so I'm very eager for you to uh, share your thoughts. You recently wrote an article, which was a great article, that I saw on LinkedIn. And so I'm really eager to talk about it.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, and you, you have a, a great perspective that I wanna hear about as well that you and I have talked about previously. But it, the, the, the study said that only 13% of Americans are happy. That's a big percentage that aren't. And this is, of course, the research is done here, but my anecdotal experience is that people around the world are are frustrated as well. Um, it also said that fifty percent of people feel isolated and alone that 's not surprising, but it 's impacting our work it 's impacting how we feel about work I, I, I hear again and again that people are not excited to go to go back to work and you know uh, I personally was was um, surveyed by the u s census Bureau and I, I, they sent me another one just again a couple days later after I finished the last one but it 's all about the impact of of covid nineteen on on our mental well-being, on our financial stability, and just our our overall well-being. And, and it was pretty long, but the questions were uh, were, were pretty daunting in terms of just the, the focus on problems that many people are experiencing. And when it comes to, right now, productivity, it, it's impacting our mental health and how, how happy we are about life and work is impacting our productivity. And with all this uncertainty, it's... Um, it's a challenge, I mean, this is this this is a crisis that we're experiencing outside of you know, certainly related to the you know the pandemic, the social unrest and the economic you know turndown. But my fear is is that that's going to have an, a negative impact uh, for many years to come, and so I, I want to talk about what we can do to help I mean, what are, what are some things that you can control? There's so much
0: that we can't control, what can you control? The Team Performance Podcast. Well, I think that's a great segue into your article. The very first thing on your list in your article is increase your gratitude. And we, we are taping this uh, episode one day after we released our episode on gratitude and overcoming hardship and building resilience. And our guest, Nicole, was fantastic and gave us some really, really great ideas about increasing our gratitude and the importance of increasing our gratitude. Spencer, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what are some of the things that we can do to increase our gratitude every day?
1: Well, I, you know, there's, there's actually a, a process that, that you can do. Just close your eyes, okay? Just close your eyes for just a second. And I'd like for you to think of something in your life that that brings makes you feel happy. Maybe it brings a smile to your face. Did you, did you find it, Christian?
0: I have found actually multiple, which was kind of weird. I, I was looking at the screen and not actually closing my eyes because we're doing this podcast, <laughs> and I want to make sure I could transition the video correctly. Um, but I happen to have my oldest son here. Uh, at the house today, he came over and uh, my wife and son and, and my daughter are in the living room and they're having a nice conversation while I'm here doing this podcast. And just the fact of uh, just having him in our home today because we don't see him that often because of COVID and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, been, it's been a great blessing. And and that's the very first thing that came to my mind when you asked me the question.
1: You know, thank you for sharing that. I, I bet it's interesting if we were to poll the, the listeners it, it, they probably didn't go from the beginning of their life chronologically until now to find those happy moments. You probably just went sh- straight to it. And it's not the moment itself, your son coming really that makes you happy. It is how you think about it. It's how you, how you interpret that situation or that, that experience that brings you your happiness. So that tells us that happiness is a choice. And if you recall, I mean, last time we, you know, when we were talking to Nicole, Kalkowski, who is somebody that that has um, just overcome a lot of hardships personally, uh, growing up abused, and and then having a child with severe autism, and and also on top of that a, a terrible disease, so that combination makes her life so uncertain. But she talks about how you know you work through grief. You certainly don't stuff those feelings, but you can change how you think about your circumstances, and so one of the things that I like to do is think about something that just brings you joy and happiness because, you know, positive and negative emotions can't exist at the same time. So if you are, if you're feeling anxious, you know, focus on something that that makes you smile and, and that you're grateful for. And you know, my son right now is doing door-to-door sales in, in Cincinnati. He's just kind of on a, a little break from serving a mission and He's getting ready to go out in a couple of weeks, but this door-to-door sales is so, so difficult. And so there are days when you just don't want to do it. But to help overcome that, you know, when you don't feel like you're doing enough or you're uh, successful enough or that, you know, life is really uh, bringing you what you need, you get to focus on all the wonderful things that you have. And we just went through a whole list of all the blessings that, that we appreciate yet we forget so often. So start by creating an inventory of all the wonderful things that you're grateful for in your life and write them down. And when you need to remember something, look at it. And if that, if that emotion that you're feeling about those, those things you're grateful for aren't strong enough, then find an, an event in your life that is. And when you think about it, it will literally defeat the negative thought. That's one.
0: You know, Spencer, another thing that can really help increase your gratitude is to help somebody else. And that's the next thing on your list in your in your top 10 things that you can do to increase your happiness is to do something for someone else. And oftentimes when we do that, we lose ourselves a little bit. We learn to appreciate our own circumstance more because oftentimes the person that we're helping is in an even more difficult or precarious situation than we are ourselves. And so that's a great way to increase our, our, our attitude uh, as well as our perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're taking our focus off of our own problems and helping someone else that may have greater needs than us. And even if they don't, just doing something for somebody else helps you to forget what's, what's causing your unhappiness. And the gratitude that you receive from others is, um, is awesome. And it doesn't have to be a great gesture. I mean, something as simple as, you, you know, you, you made a comment on, on social media and I look at that and, I'm, and it makes me feel so good. You always say nice things when, when we come on uh, of the podcast and when we have our guests, you know, one of the things I'm so impressed that you do, Christian, is you're always so gracious with your, with your comments. Just something as simple as letting someone know you made a difference to me is, um, I think, very impactful. You don't think it's a big deal, but making a positive comment on social media, saying something nice, picking up the phone, call somebody, how you doing, what's going on, just talking to them, that is doing something for some, somebody else.
0: The Team Performance Podcast. You're absolutely right. Sometimes when we think of service, we 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 think of very large things, but um, we have found, I think, in our lives, in in our experience, that small and simple things can be uh, extremely extremely impactful. Um, you know, the third item on your list, I, I find quite intriguing, which is uh, look for the good and the humor. And it, when I when I read that, I thought about comedians. Now, I'm I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I don't have. That but you're yet. funny. Uh, well, that's kind of you to say. I, I, most people would probably um, not agree with you entirely, but but it's interesting to me to see comics, to see professional comedians who f- found their humor in a place of pain. You know, they they looked at a situation, and um, and they, and many of them have come and uh, come up in in. Uh, in difficult circumstances, um, right. but they have found ways to cope with it by becoming funny, you know, by finding the humor in a situation. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, how people can look for the good and look for the humor?
1: You know, I, I worked in the entertainment business for a long time. And, and I know, I don't know if you remember Jim Stafford, the guy who said, sang that song, I don't like spiders and snakes from, from the seventies, but he, right. he's a and, you know, I, I've met several of these, these entertainers, and many of them are very serious individuals, but they are funny. And, and you're right. It's a, it's a way to release pressure. You know, so, first of all, I, I, I want to say look for the good, because I don't know about you, Christian, but I guarantee you, if you shared with our listeners, there are hardships that you have experienced, you and your family. In the past that you look back on, you say, wow, I gained so much experience from that. And it's helped me to be um, more mature. It's I, I had to learn new skills to deal with that, to get through that. And so in a, in a way, you know, this life, the hardships we experience are, are the gym that makes our mental and emotional muscles grow. And so it's hard in the middle of it when we're breaking down those muscles and feeling that pain to sometimes think of, this is good. But so often we look back and we we realize that, man, I, I made it. I got through. You know, we talked about the last recession and, and that we were able to get through that. And that gives us confidence that, that we could do it again, even though that there's so much uncertainty. So looking for the good in your in your circumstance, looking for what can you learn from this? How are you showing up? What what are you feeling? And and how can you begin to uh, to, to ship that or take that and gain experience because I guarantee you someday when you're talking about it to your kids or you're reading it in your journal, you're like, wow, I, we're okay. And because of that, we, we have this, we have, you know, companies actually came out of the great depression, like Texas Instruments and Hewlett Packard. And, and, and there's going to be businesses that are going to blossom that are going to develop just because of this, pandemic and crisis that we're that we're in today that are going to thrive for you know decades to come so looking for for the good in our circumstance will help us to to be happier and, and that also ties to gratitude right and then don't take yourself so so seriously you know one of the things that um, I want to share with you is that you know here we are in in this world where everything's changed I mean here we are we're not even face-to-face doing this this podcast and you know We've got, you know, we're doing this on YouTube and, and on Buzzsprout. But here's what some people are, are are saying. You know, just recently, this person was in an escape room, and and, and a coworker says, "You mean your Zoom meeting?" I mean, I mean, that's funny, right? This this is this really resonates because people are still late for meetings. You know, now people only have to commute from their their couch to their to their office, in the house, and some of them are still late. Well, there's a the problem, and it's probably it's probably you. And maybe this looks like uh, how you show up. Oh, I, I, I zipped past it. But maybe um, how you look when you get up in the morning before your Zoom meetings. You know, I, one of the things I love about today is, you know, we get to dress in all kinds of uh, however we want, right? I mean, we look – like I'm, I got my – My suit jacket on and my, but you don't know what I'm wearing underneath, right? That's right. And, and, you know, so, (laughs) I mean, this was never acceptable in the office place, but to me, this is fantastic that we get to, we get to, (laughs) that kind of looks like you, Christian, there. (laughs) Um, He's better dressed. You know, my, my, uh, so I have three kids, actually four kids that are in, in university. And, my, my daughter's in the nursing school at, at the BYU and, and her husband is in the law school. And one day he came home, you know, so much in it right now, a lot of the classes uh, are still online during summer, but certainly in the, in the spring semester, they were all online. And he has this shirt with the, you know, the little, the little badge like the Betty toss from, from Harvard. You know, a lot of the colleges have, and it said zoom university. And uh, you know, it, it, we get to. We're going to laugh because we ha, we lived through this and 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 we got to do some crazy things. I think that helps us just letting off some steam, thinking of funny things, watching. You know, you're the guy who found that some some good news network, right? By John
0: Krasinski, the Team Performance Podcast. Well, I think it helps a lot, and actually, it really takes us to the next point. I don't know if you if you organized your article in any specific way but for me these points they just flow perfectly from one to another and point number four Probably is accidental.
1: accidental i don't know maybe yeah. i just just flowed that way
0: but but point number four is surround yourself with good and that good news uh john krasinski is one of, it's it's an example of that i have found and actually i was just interacting um yesterday or the day before with one of our previous guests jackie Edmiston. And um, I was basically making a comment that I have noticed that if I pay too much time reading the news online, um, in the comments section, it's full of contention and I actually physically start to feel anxiety. I can feel my heart starting to race. I can feel my blood pressure rising. I can, I can feel anxiety. Um, some contention welling up within myself. And that's my body telling me, you need to remove yourself from this situation. Your point, surround yourself with good, I think is so important for people these days because we are surrounded by a lot of bad. And so we've got to do whatever we can to help control our own environment so that we can um, we can get more positive reinforcement.
1: Yes, and you know, it, it, surround yourself with good people that also hold you accountable. I know my wife, here I am, somebody that, that teaches these principles and writes about them, and every once in a while, I let myself, you know, my guard down, and she's like, hey, you know, you practice what you preach. And it's nice to have, you know, I'm like, you're right. And I, and I quickly adjust what I'm focused on or what I'm thinking about most of the time. Sometimes it takes a little longer than, than that.
0: But having to- that person... I have to ask you about practicing what you're preaching because one of the things that you have mentioned in our conversations over the last several weeks and a couple of months is that because of this pandemic, you are actually finding yourself busier than you've ever been. Like you are extremely busy. Um, there are a lot of people that are in touch with you that need your help. And, um, and so you're working re- really, really hard. And your fifth point is to find balance. So right. how are you doing that, Spencer? Well, you are working as hard or harder than you've ever worked in your life, um, but you're still trying to maintain that balance.
1: You know, it, it, and, it, and I have been, and my days are, are very long. And so, you know, there's there's some compromises. Life balance is, is a little bit of a, a myth because you're going to be in and out of balance a, a lot of the time. However, one of the things that I, I make sure of is that I, I make time for my faith. Uh, on Sunday, I, I don't do work. So if I'm working 14 hours a day every other day, that that's fine. On Saturdays, I find time to do some things that, that I want to do, uh, even though I, I work a lot of, of, of that day. But every day, I get up and exercise. I, I go for a run. I typically go in, in the mountains. That's a ne- I know that's the next step, but the point is, is I make time for that. I put it on my calendar. It's, it's something that I expect to do, and it brings me happiness, but I have control over that. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, we have dinner as a family. We always sit down together. Um, at the end of the day right now, we, we're doing something as a family. My youngest son found that somebody got all of the Marvel movies and figured out by timestamp, chronologically, all the movies ever created. So you can watch them chronologically. And sometimes you've got like two minutes here and two minutes there and then whole movies and then two minutes. And it's, it's a blast. And we're going through. We're about halfway through. So in the evening time after, you know, we've, we've done our whatever we have to do and had dinner, we sit down. And now I've seen these movies before. And I am then just doing things like answering emails that don't take a lot of thought. And, and, and I've gotten my family's permission to do that. But when my wife talks to me, I stop you know, I look at her and we're together. We're watching the show and we're laughing. We're having fun because I can do stuff that's, that's just doesn't take any brain power. So that's one of the ways that I compromise that. Plus, you know, we go out, my wife and I, we make, you know, we make dates. We go out for dinner. We, you know, we, we go for hikes together. Um, and we find that time and we find time for service and, and church. Now, I still work a lot of hours every day. So if you were to say is it balanced the answer is no, but I choose to focus on those things that I think bring me happiness and then I do the things that I feel like help me provide for my family.
0: The Team Performance Podcast. You mentioned the exercise there in that response and also the hikes and and you've told me about some of the great hikes that you and your wife have gone on and I'd like to get out there and do that too. My wife and I do go out and walk every morning and um, I'm absolutely with you that exercise is really, really important. Um, and it's, it's equally as important for mental fitness as it is for physical fitness. I feel like getting outside and just going for a walk or, or going for a hike or something like that um, helps give you a little bit more perspective you know, and, and see something different than the, within the walls of your own home. I think that's an excellent thing the next item on your list is developing talents. And and we've talked about this a little bit before, but COVID is giving many of us an opportunity to reinvent ourselves, to rethink how we do things. And those can be professional pursuits or it could be playing guitar. That's what I've been doing, you know, start, started to pick up the guitar again and, and play that thing. And, and helping to, or spending time on something like that um, can help you feel, Uh, happiness because you feel like you are progressing yourself. You're you're developing yourself. and, And when you are progressing, then chances are you're going to feel happier than if you are regressing. So
1: true. I think when you think back in all the work, you know, the jobs that you've had, if you weren't being challenged or being stretched, then the job gets boring. Life gets boring. We're here to learn and grow. I mean, babies are i mean it, the, their their growth curve is just staggering and it's astounding and it slows down a lot as we as we grow older because so often we're afraid to to fall down like little babies do or to to crash and burn we don't want to look bad and so sometimes we we don't do that but but developing our talents is is hard you know putting yourself out there on youtube playing that guitar is so impressive to me because you're you know i know you you started doing it for your mom and for you but it's still a little pressure. You're recording yourself and and putting it out there for the world to see. I think that's terrific because it it causes you to focus your energy even more. And you know, you can actually develop your talents in combination with other things. Like you know, I love to go on runs and, and hikes, and I don't always do them. My wife is as a night person. I'm a morning person, so a lot of the times I get up and go in the morning by myself, and I put in my earbuds. And I put on podcasts, I put on books, and I am running and I'm listening. I have so many thoughts and ideas that come to me while I'm working out and and hiking and running. And so that's a way that I can actually develop and use that time, not only physically to help me, but I'll stop on my run and take a little note on on my phone, on, on the Audible or whatever I'm listening to. And then those ideas I have that I gained while I'm not focused on just work, I'm just letting my mind go. And it's so refreshing, and it's, and it's so rewarding, but it allows me, as you're bringing in new material, it allows you to kind of fill up your reservoir, your thoughts, with, with great ideas, and, and you can't give ideas to others if you're, if you're not building up or, or growing your own reservoir of, of, of ideas and thoughts. Hard to lift someone else when, when you don't have answers or ideas and you don't have to have all the answers, but at least you can have some.
0: Very well said, Spencer. Tell us about this next item, avoid criticizing others. Why is that so important to our own personal happiness?
1: You know, I, th- these are so interrelated, right? Think about where your focus is when you're criticizing someone else. You, you're, talk, you know, you're talking about how someone's making you feel or what you're doing. Uh, how, they're, how they're impacting you. Think about where the focus is when someone says, you make me so angry, right? It, it, you're giving someone power to take away your, your joy and, and your happiness. It, you give them that power. You get to decide you know, whether or not someone can impact you. And, and one of the things that I strongly believe is that we, we get to look for the good, and that includes in others, Instead of criticizing and finding fault with others, and and it's hard as managers, right? There's a, you know, Ken Blanchard years ago, the one-minute manager taught, you know, find people doing the things well, right? Find them doing something right and let them know when they do that. Now, obviously, we have to give feedback when people aren't doing the the right things, and we need to be able to do that well. We're not going to talk about that today, but we do have to give feedback for improvement. It's not all just, you know, unicorns and rainbows, right? Right. But when we catch people doing something right, it feels good to them and to us. And when we see the good in others, for whatever reason, it seems to come back to us. You know, when, when, when your generosity, you know, we had Nicole on here, and she was just immediately impacted by your, your goodness, Christian. I know that's embarrassing to you, I'm, I'm saying this, but it's, it's true. Because of what you, you know, how you were impacted by her and sharing that with her, she brought it. She sent it right back to you, and that happens to us every single day. Call it karma. Call it whatever you want. the The problem we have today in this country and around the world is we are so polarized in our views, and nobody is listening to each other. We're all talking about. I mean, it's a political season. We have racial unrest, and we have so many reasons to be angry and upset. And just watch. News and late night TV, and everybody is pointing fingers and criticizing each other. Stop that. That just causes you to be more unhappy and and understand and create more division and differences between you and your fellow man and, and woman. We get to find more of what unites us and what brings us together. And that is focusing
0: on the good. The Team Performance Podcast. You're absolutely right. We're we're in a very very contentious, difficult time, and this advice that you've just given us is so impactful, so important to to avoid criticism of others. I would also say, um, at times like these, we can be critical of ourselves, and often to our own detriment. And your next point is a really important point dealing with our own self-critique, and that's let go of the past. It reminds me of our old Utah Jazz coach, uh, Jerry Sloan, who recently passed on. And he was you know, one of the great all-time uh, basketball coaches. And one of the things that he was known for was telling his players, don't play backwards. The play happened. Maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted. You cannot take time to dwell on it. Don't dwell on the past. Focus on what you have in front of you. And um, when you do that, then your chances of success increase because then you're not distracted. Things that happened in the past, they happened in the past. They happened. It's okay. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. None of us are perfect. But it, you can get caught up in a vicious cycle if if you are constantly dwelling on things that you that happened to you or that you did uh, erroneously in the past. You made mistakes. And so I think the Coach Sloan's, um, his advice lives on, and uh, I think your your recommendation here. Is absolutely spot on.
1: I, I love that that story, and, and I I use similar stories with my sons who are who are selling. You know, my you know my son had a had a bad day, maybe bagel didn't didn't sell anything. And it's almost harder the next day to have a success because you're thinking, oh, I, I, I can't do it. The thoughts are drag, dragging you down, and so it's impacting your current effort. And I always say you cannot think about that. You have to think going forward, and and um, you know I. I I remember talking to somebody who had a retail business and he said, it's going to be a great day. And I said, well, why is says, Cause a couple of people already came in and bought something and the energy in the store is already there that people are going to buy. And the same thing can happen when it's a bad day. No one's buying. And it just, the energy just, just pervades. It's so interesting that that happens where our thoughts are impacts, how we're going to have success today. Now, Now, we talked about Nicole coming on here, and she talked about her life being abused and how she had to let go of that. I recognize that some people, and you know, I'm not a psychologist, neither are you, we don't claim to be, yet there are some people that have problems letting go of the past. I have family members that that is very much the case because they've experienced some extreme trauma. maybe someone served in the military has PTSD. There's many, many people that can have a PTSD from prior experiences outside of the military. And, and maybe not just, you know, saying letting go of the past is going to cut it. You may need to get professional help. Cognitive behavioral therapy is, is a way that a lot of these experts help people to think about the future going forward. And they're expert at doing that, but that's really what they're doing is they're helping them to, to reframe what happened to them, to look for for the good and realize I have survived, I can do anything, but letting go of that in a positive and, and productive way, sometimes takes a little bit more and we get to acknowledge that. Uh,
0: that's a very, very important point. Um, and and uh, you're right, we are not uh, mental health professionals and we do not profess to be so. And yeah, some some people, are in situations where they can climb out of something, but others will need help. And, and uh, so we, we don't uh, substitute for that help. And, and we encourage people uh, if they find themselves in uh, challenging situations to get the help that they need from the people that can provide it and right. um, are authorized and have the necessary knowledge and experience and expertise to do so. Uh, our last item on your list, I think is absolutely critical. None of this works if it's not built on a solid foundation. And I think in life, we have seen mentors, uh, family members, friends who are happy and almost all the time, every person that I can think of that I consider to be a really truly happy person has built that happiness on a principled foundation. So why don't you give us the final point in your list of ten? I don't know the ten commandments of happiness, if you will, (laughs) um, uh, which is live by a moral code.
1: Yeah, you know, and and I and I and I couch it in those terms because I I realize that you know so many of us have different faith and different beliefs, and and maybe even it's not about faith, but for me it is, and but for you it could be something that grounds you in why you decide to to treat people well i mean what's the reason why you are are uh, able to let go of past hurts and and serve others or or do something for someone else what is that foundation that causes you to be able to do that you know there are a lot of people that are hedonists right that they think you know what really brings me happiness is just is stuff and experiences and and, and certainly some of those can but those I think those feelings are are fleeting and and anything goes, I think, in terms of happiness is is something that does in the long term is, is terrible and does not, in my experience, bring happiness. So having a foundation where you are accountable to a higher principle, a higher power, that you recognize that it's not just about you, that we are all somehow connected. And that we get to treat each other with dignity and respect and love is something that I think will will make us so much happier. And having, you know, principles. And I use an example in, in the story of, a, of a, a, a gentleman I used to work with. He was a construction manager in Missouri. And, and he talked about, you know, we were talking about our, our beliefs and our faith. And I remember him saying, you know, I, with our kids, we, we had guidelines. We had boundaries. We didn't just let them do whatever they wanted. And, and he was talking about his friends were making fun of him saying, you know, we just let our kids do whatever they want. We give them what they want. and We want them to love us. We want to have great relationships. And so they were quite licentious. And later in life, what happened is that uh, the kids of, of my friend that I worked with respected their mother and father. They had a stronger relationship. And the other parents who were licentious, their kids didn't respect them, didn't love them, they didn't have the boundaries and, and the structure in their life or the principles of it's not okay to do this and this is what we do and this is what's expected of you. So often we think that rules and, and guidelines are stifling in terms of our freedom and our happiness. Nothing could be further from the truth. A lot of the principles and laws that, that we have in, in, in our life and in our countries are designed to maintain our liberties and our happiness and you can have peace in turbulent times when you have a foundation that is based on a moral code that is greater than you and i just think that that's something that that is very very important to our long-term happiness
0: the team performance podcast you know an, an interesting corollary to respect is trust And I have found in my life that the people who have a principled life that have built this kind of foundation that you're speaking of are more trustworthy and they have integrity. And I think trust and integrity and um, moral authority definitely contribute to happiness. I'd like to read, if you would indulge me, the last item or the, I guess the conclusion, the coda uh, of your work here. Um, Please, absolutely. You wrote, it is not the events or situations of our lives that determine happiness, rather it is our own behavior and thought processes. And um, I think that's a very, very important statement because it's quite empowering. It tells us that um, we can we can achieve our happiness because it is up to us we have the control and um i think that is so fitting um you know talking about faith you know in in the uh in the faith that that we both uh, belong to um we we understand that uh, there are things that were designed to act and others to be acted upon and um that man was created to act for himself and we find happiness when we take that into account and we learn to act for ourselves to act in a way that will bring us our happiness and so i appreciate you very much um summarizing or or culminating all of the all of the uh recommendations that you provided uh in that statement that we can take control it's a tremendous blessing that uh, to, to understand that um we actually have the power um to determine our happiness
1: you know, those, those principles are true, yet some people actually need help understanding them. Maybe they haven't been taught them or have had experiences that actually said that, Hey, if I, if I think this way or take this action, I can actually impact my, my outcomes. And, and they have perhaps learned helplessness because of either their experiences or as I said, trauma or, or, or not being able to change their circumstances. So they've learned what psychologist Martin Seligman calls learned helplessness. The wonderful news is, is that you can change. Now, it takes effort and work to be able to, to, to shift, especially if you don't have evidence right now that you can find happiness, you can. It's just, you gotta start small and keep at it and recognize that it's, it is not our environment, it's not the news, it's not other people. That determine our happiness it's us and our thoughts and the focus of, of our life
0: that's very well said i gotta plug my my favorite rock band R- rush here uh the the drummer of rush uh within uh, a year to two year span lost his wife to cancer and his daughter to an automobile accident and went into a funk that lasted a very long time. He hopped on his motorcycle and basically tried to run away from his anguish uh, for like 55,000 miles. I mean, he just drove and drove and drove on his motorcycle for several years. And then um, after a five-year hiatus of the band, they came back with with an album. And the first song on that track or on that album was entitled One Little Victory. And sometimes that's what you need. You just need one little victory. And when that happens, then maybe you can have another one and you can start to, uh, you can start to have that experience of happiness. And it's my hope that uh, everybody in, that's listening to the podcast and the people that we interact with and our loved ones and our families and our friends um, throughout these crazy, chaotic, challenging, horrible times can find one little victory this week.
1: I think that's awesome. What a great story. Thank you.
0: Well, Spencer, this has been a fantastic uh, discussion. Thank you so much uh, for writing that article on LinkedIn. I really, really enjoyed it. If people want to learn more about the work that you're doing and uh, connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so?
1: Thank you, Christian. They can reach me on our website at Altium Leadership. That's A-L-T-I-U-M leadership.com. Or email me, Spencer at Altium Leadership.com. Love to talk with you.
0: Thanks, Spencer. And uh, people can reach me at gp4.com. That's G-P-F-O-U-R.com or email me at uh, cnapier at gp4.com or find me on LinkedIn as well. Spencer, thank you so much for the time this week. I hope you have an enjoyable, relaxing weekend, uh, balanced weekend with you uh, and your family. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Thank you, Christian.